is the year. This is the year of getting it together and doing what you do best. Hustling, taking care of business, and taking care of your community. Join us for JMT Media's podcast, where we interview everyone from the community to small businesses to elected officials who are changing policy that matters for our community. Hey, everyone. Good morning. It Today is Monday, April 6th. Um, I am motivated because literally right before we hit live, I just got a text message that a dear friend um, that is in the hospital is feeling better. So if I... If I'm looking and my nose is a little red, it's because I was crying out of sheer joy, the power of prayer. It is indeed. Um, I'm just, I need a moment. But uh, welcome to Community Corner this week here in my home. Again, Lena Montoya, an amazing muralist right behind me, painted this beautiful uh, pecan tree, reminds me of Texas. Um, but today we have a very, very special guest. Now, normally I have two guests that we can chat about, but um, today I wanted this special guest because I really wanted to go to the source to talk about what's happening on the front lines. Um, so this morning we have Alex Letts, the Director of Marketing and Public Relations for the Richmond University Medical Center. Are you there, Alex? Hi, how are you? Hello, good morning, and thank you so, so much for joining us. Um, for the folks that are at home, we have, you know, we want to make sure that we practice safe measures and under the directive from the governor's office and the mayor's office um alex is wearing a mask so alex again thank you thank you so much for joining us i know you're extremely busy at work right now um but can you talk to everybody about your role at the hospital sure uh as the uh, assistant vice president for public relations and marketing um in normal times uh we'd be doing a lot of advertising to showcase our services um, and promoting the hospital and our physicians. But given everything around COVID-19, uh, 95 to 100% of my time right now is promoting information about what the hospital is doing for COVID-19 primarily with media sources like the Advance uh, and also um, media outlets across New York City um, and working with a number of our other departments to get information to them uh, that we uh, want to make sure that the public is aware of. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I want to talk about the, the sentiment and the feeling of what's happening right now with the staff on the front lines. Um, recently, the Advance had posted this beautiful video um, with the fire department. So can you talk a little bit about um, how everyone's feeling on staff these days? Well, everyone is in, uh, in this uh, for the long haul. You know, as everyone is, the governor and the mayor have been talking about uh, the apex or the peak, whatever term you want to use, is potentially this week. Um, so uh, we've been at this a long time. We anticipate that we'll be at this uh, at least a little while further. Uh, but everyone is is dug in. Uh, everyone is locked in arms, uh, and the goal is to help as many Staten Islanders uh, as we as we possibly can. Last Friday, when the fire department and the NYPD came to the hospital to stand in front and applaud uh, our our uh, physicians and doctors and nurses and ancillary staff, it was truly an uplifting moment for for us and you need those those boosts um you know sometimes when you're in doing your job and you get uh built up into your into your job so much um you forget what's going on outside and 
firefighters and NYPD, those are, are men and women who put their lives on the line every day. And our physicians and nurses are doing the same now with COVID-19. So it was a true show of symbolic support in partnership with them. Uh, we thank the NYPD, FDNY uh, for coming to our hospital and thinking of our our staff. And, um, you know, I just I like to say uh, that um, it's true that heroes do wear masks and they wear surgical masks. They wear N95 masks. They wear face shields. And those are the doctors, nurses and staff here at Rumsey, over at Staten Island University Hospital and at medical facilities throughout New York City and New York State. Absolutely. Now, you um, when we were doing our quick mic check, you had mentioned um, about the numbers that are being treated and released. Can you talk a little bit about how many what and what that means to the hospital staff and what that means to the community? Sure. Um, as of today, we have close to 100 uh, COVID patients who have been treated and released. Um, and those are the numbers that continue to grow. Um, and again, if you look at the state numbers, you'll see that that number is also continuing to grow. And that's the trend that everyone wants to see. Um, a lot of times, and it, it's hard uh, when you see the numbers of positive cases and, of course, fatalities. And, and we extend our condolences to everyone across the state who's lost someone in this pandemic. Um, but when you also see those numbers of people who are going home, uh, that's the good news. Um, and as the governor has been saying, the majority of people will who contract COVID-19 will be able to take care of it themselves. And then you have the 10 percent that will need hospital, excuse me, 20 percent that will need hospitalization. Um, and then there's the 10 percent that will need, you know, extensive medical help because of underlying issues or, or their age. And that's why we're all wearing the masks, not predominantly for ourselves, although it does create a barrier to protect ourselves. But it's also to protect the others, uh, the people around us, the vulnerable people around us. Um, and that's why, you know, wearing a mask is, is very important. Uh, you can make a mask you can cover your mouth in any way. Um, but again, the biggest thing is avoid touching your face, washing your hands, using hand sanitizer. Yeah. If we can all do that, well, we'll get through this fast. Absolutely. Um, you know, we had one of the reasons why we started this segment is to really connect and engage with the community. And, um, you know, Staten Islanders, they love to give, which is fantastic. Um, so we've had a lot of restaurants that, and we've noticed that people have been posting comments when someone wants to donate food or deliver food. Um, you know, Pam Silvestri has been really great at letting people know to, instead of bringing trays to provide some other alternatives. So Alex, can you talk to us about that? Sure, absolutely. Well, first of all, we want to thank everyone that has has thought of Richmond University Medical Center during these times. Um, we have had food and supplies delivered daily for about three weeks now from restaurants, from individuals, from businesses uh, on Staten Island and even off of Staten Island. Um, and those supplies have included gloves, gowns, face shields, masks um, and food. Uh, food has come in from across the island. Uh, we just learned last week that Blue Restaurant on Richmond Terrace will be doing 300 meals a day throughout the month of April for our staff. Um, we also have a small uh, tech group on the other side of the island called Solve Light, who are using their 3D printers to create face shields for our uh, physicians in the emergency room and throughout the hospital. So that level of generosity is, is there's not enough words to really express how grateful everyone here at Rumsey is. Um, if there is anyone that would like to donate or find out how to donate to help our staff, um, you can call Laura Gajda at 718-818-2103. 
uh, and she is coordinating all of the deliveries of food and supplies for our hospital. And I do want to take a moment to really express our gratitude to not just the community of Staten Island, but also to the state, uh, the city, Department of uh, Health and Mental Hygiene, Department of Health, uh, as well as our elected officials across Staten Island. All of them have helped Rumsey get supplies from the stockpiles that the governor and the mayor have been talking about um, to better prepare and protect uh, our, our staff uh, as well. So a, a tremendous thank you to them as well. That's fantastic to hear. You know, Blue Restaurant is right across from Snug Harbor, and um, we try to have food delivered from them along with the other restaurants, you know, unfortunately, we've heard a lot of restaurants that were doing curbside and drop off and pick up. They've now closed. So we're really glad to hear that Blue Restaurant um, was able to stay open to provide food. Julian and Jeff, they're amazing. Their staff are amazing. So that's awesome. Um, what you know, we've had a couple of questions that were from the first live stream. People are asking, what can they do to help? Um there's a, you know, again, Staten Islanders, they love to give, which is great. Um, so, but what can you recommend for Staten Islanders to do for those that want to help or what kind of resources you guys need? Um, now's the time to, to ask and put it out there. <laughs> well, our asks uh, continue. I mean, obviously, if someone wants to donate food, we have more than enough staff, including our night shift. Uh, so the food will definitely not go to waste. Um, as far as supplies, if people want to try to put us in connection with uh, things such as gowns and masks and gloves, uh, and we want everyone to understand that we're getting a lot of these donations. But of course, before we distribute them to our front lines, our Department of Infectious Disease Control is going to check all of these items to make sure that they are appropriate. Yeah. So uh, we want everyone to understand that they may be dropping stuff off, but it may not go into immediate use because we want it to be uh, reviewed and make sure that it's appropriate for our staff to use for the protection of our patients and our staff. Oh, you know what? That's fantastic because I know um, Assembly 3D and Staten Island Makerspace, they've been cre creating masks, packaging, distributing them. I know Maker Park Radio just hosted a huge um, kind of a telethon, but via um, on the computer and they raised $3,500 for the masks. So that's really important that um, they check in with the hospitals to make sure that they're approved for the staff as sure. well as as the patients that come through. Oh my gosh. Well, it sounds like, you know, things are starting to get on the mend and be on the up and up. And, you know, Rumsey, along with St. Island University Hospital, y'all continue to lead all of the efforts. So we appreciate it. And we appreciate you coming on the show today. I know you're super swamped. So from my home to your home, thank you so much. Um, for those of you that are joining us later this week, we do have Senator Diane Sabino that will be joining us, along with CEO and fierce leader uh, Eileen Fuchs, CEO of Snug Harbor Cultural Center Botanical Garden. So, again, thank you so much for everyone that's joining us. Have a wonderful and productive week. And, again, be blessed. Pray for everyone, our friends, our neighbors, and our community. Thank you so much, y'all.